five, four, three, two, fun. Welcome to another episode of the Ready, Set, Poem podcast, your premier podcast for the Toronto Defiant and the Vancouver Titans. I am Chris at Lightforce, joined virtually by Omni at Omni Strife, still missing in action somewhere lost in Toronto Pearson, maybe, I don't know, is uh, Jordan at Sir Dr. JM. So it's Omni and I again this week. And boy, oh boy, do we have a metric ton of Overwatch content to talk about tonight. Yeah, it's a little hard to even keep up. I mean, I, I think it's the first time where we record and, and there's matches going on literally at the same time. Yeah, I mean, because like we've our schedule's been pretty consistent since the dawn of the show, and it was actually the to sort of pull the curtain back a little bit, a time and day that we picked because it was after the weekend would be over, but it was before the Thursday matches would kick off, so we would always have a show out mm-hmm. just in time. But now with midseason madness, running a week long affair. Um, you know, right now, maybe the London Spitfire are three overwatching the San Francisco shock for all we know. <laughs> yeah. Well, we know that that's not happening because the last I looked at was one. Yeah. One, they, they had a good start, but, but no, we're here to, uh, talk a little bit about uh, how Toronto fared, uh, last night. Um, for those tuning into the show and listening to it, that would be, uh, two nights ago, Monday night. Uh, the Toronto Defiant will be playing on Wednesday. We had some uncertainty if the possibility exists that Toronto might win. Um, they did not. So playing, uh, playing tonight, that being Tuesday night, not happening. Mm-hmm. And the Vancouver Titans, I mean, pff, they exist. Um, I don't know if we'll even talk about them this show. Cause quite frankly, um, I think you just did. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. There you go. There you go. Vancouver Titans got five seconds of conversation. I actually went to their Twitter feed today. Cause I'm like, Oh, maybe they've, you know, shared some news or, you know, something they're doing in the long month long break and, and what have you. Nothing. In fact, social media has had like three tweets. Oh, that's, I think very low amount since, for them. you know, yeah, since they've been out. Um, and one of them was a sort of quick video of, uh, various players looking at the uh, social media manager's phone with a dire yeah. face and then an apology. Hey, well, so. if, if there's a perfect time to take a little bit of a vacation for the social media guys, now's the time they, sure. everyone yeah, else they're, is. they're working, uh, hard, whoever runs that, that, um, uh, Twitter feed at least, you know, tweeting out the memes. Yeah, I'll give them that. Yeah. But uh, no, we will spend uh, quite a bit of the payload talking about uh, those uh, Toronto Defiant and the uh, six-hour match they had against the Shanghai Dragons, which based on that amount of time, you'd think probably went uh, right down to the wire. Mm. Unfortunately, um, it wasn't the mm-hmm. case. Um, we'll get into what's going on down there in uh, in Honolulu. Um, uh, actually, I guess they're in Manoa, if I guess is a community of, you know, the Oahu Big Island. Or it's not the Big Island. Big Island's Hawaii, but Oahu is the main oh, island. Me. I've never been and, there uh, uh, myself. Yeah, you should go. I've I've uh, I've enjoyed every one of my trips to Hawaii. Right, it's good, a nice place to get to. And uh, and then the uh, Overwatch Two beta. I finally got to play. <laughs> nice. How'd you like it? So I mean, I've well, I really enjoyed my time in uh, playing support. So I, I did. <laughs> So I didn't realize, because I just haven't been paying attention because, you know, I wasn't able to play the beta, that they had enabled the mode that was essentially like... Um, no roll up. Gosh, what's the... Not Total Man, but like, yeah, all unlock. Like, so I'm like, we're playing this match. I've picked support because I think I have to, right? Because that's what just what popped mm. up automatically. Not realizing I could have picked anything. And then we go on attack on Junkertown, and I'm like, why the heck are there three tanks out there? <laughs> I thought they killed goats, right? Yeah, right. Like it was, it was three <laughs> tanks and two support. And uh, I thought you were going to be rocking you know, the Mister Heroes custom match that somebody created. It's pretty fun. Oh, I, I, I hadn't, I hadn't seen that. I was, uh, I, I, you know, messing around. So I did. I played a little Ash. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't get to try a Junker Queen because that was a hard lock. Whomever was in any match hard locked her, and then. Uh, yeah. And uh, when I went into the regular queue, it's, uh, do I want to wait 20 minutes for a hero or uh, two minutes for support? I saw someone on, um, I think it was on Reddit, had redone what the queue screen looked like, the 
mode mm-hmm. screen was. So you had tank DPS support support. Cause that's what flex meant. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, let's start pushing this payload. Moving the payload. Join me. We'll get into more of what has sort of been happening uh, in uh, Hawaii when we talk about it in the fray. But uh, the Toronto Defiant, um, sort of to preface their match, encountered, I don't know, some technical difficulties, um, to put it lightly. I forgot all about that. Thanks for reminding me. Yeah, I mean, and so if you... If you were watching the match, it was quite clear there was something going on because we had, you know, significantly long pauses as they were trying to troubleshoot. Um, and I mean, credit to the, uh, you know, broadcast crew, you know, pivoting on the fly, but it was quite clear they were not prepared for the amount of time that they were going to have to um, juggle this uh, uh, sort of yeah. ad lib for, right? Like uh, vamp, I think is the, the proper term. Mm. Um, but What's interesting is hearing about these issues afterwards had me looking at that match in a much different light. Because, you know, if you look at the scoreline, 3-0, you're like, oh, yeah, San, uh, Shanghai had their way with Toronto. I mean, uh, known Toronto defiant uh, hater, Sam, uh, another Sam Chan Chan, uh, you know, when I had sort of floated the idea that should we have a plan B in case Toronto wins, he's like, yeah, oh, they won't. And then he goes, he actually goes and shares the overwatch league tweet and then uh, says, blame the lag. But that was before Adam, uh, Adam, Adam had come out and sort of provided a little, uh, little insight, but it was, you know, despite the insight from Adam, a very close three out, you know, like when I was watching, Oh man, uh, defiant should have won on Ilios. Like in my mind, yeah. they should have won on Ilios on Eichenwald. I don't know if they would have won, but there was a point as to which there should not have been a three uh, full escort for the 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 dragons, and it was like you know, like there, there was these situations like, oh my goodness. Um, but uh, just to give those who might not know uh, some insight, post match, uh, Sean Miller had tweeted out, he's like, yeah, apologies for this uh, technical issues. We're really working hard. You know, we're going to mm-hmm. start looking into it. Blah blah blah. Adam then goes and retweets. The problem was a latency that made real-time communication impossible for our players during the first two maps. Interesting. Shanghai didn't have the same issue. Huh. Difficult to play at this caliber without uh, RT. I'm going to assume real-time comms. It is fixed now, but it affected the first two maps. Feels bad. And then he follows it up because I think Adam then realizes like, okay, you know, people will read this as like, oh, it's an excuse. And he's like, you know, this is going to be investigated by the Overwatch League, and they've been helpful in addressing it. Shanghai Dragons is a great team. I'm certainly not mentioning this as an excuse. Highlighting for visibility. Shout out to Sean Mills yeah. uh, for his responsiveness. What's interesting is the first two maps, if they had no real-time communication available to them, I would have told you it felt to me that they were relatively coordinated. Like it was, it, it's like, how, how did they execute on that? It, it, it just blows my mind. Yeah. There was a weird, like dynamic, especially to Elios. Uh, when, when, you know, I was, I was going into this match, uh, expecting Shanghai to have like an easy win. But then I thought about the fact that we never really saw, like an East versus West clash before, and that was like the first example of it. And then Well mm-hmm. starts. It was the first um, map, I believe, and then Shanghai. They played the ball, and then Toronto. They just won every fight. Like fight comes in, and then they just win, and they win another, and they win another. Like Muse was just dominating the back lines there, um, and and like I thought. Well, at least in this composition, at least in this map, it seems like Toronto has, has it figured out. And then, like, it comes to 99 for Toronto, and Shanghai flips, and things, maybe that's where the communications the, yeah. uh, were a part of it. But it looks like they were struggling to retake it back. Um, Muse went deep into, you know, uh, the back lines again. And he got both supports dead. That's even a phrase. But Fleta did his deadlift thing or, yeah. And then and, and they stole a map, which I really thought that should not have been, you know, 
stolen from Toronto because they were mm-hmm. clearly better. And and all the cap that that Toronto, really, uh, sorry, that Shanghai really gotten off of the point, it was just like uh, Toronto trying to reset and never really got a proper reengage or or I don't know. Yeah. It looked it looked odd. Well, so when I was when I was watching it again, not knowing there were communication issues, I simply was like, okay, like are they not ta- like <laughs> are they not talking to each other? Like, is there a? It felt like there were like two voices at, at play. And so the coordination, like if you think about like they didn't quite reset and re-engage, it felt to me they sort of had like plan A and plan B executing at the same time as opposed to let's try plan A first, then do plan B. And we never saw them, you know, get themselves back in sync. So, okay. I mean, granted, they they lose well, but we've seen this from Toronto. I mean, let's also consider when they've played matches, how many times have we seen them, you know, get the 99, they win that first fight, they win every subsequent fight. Eventually, you know, all the economy does allow for the the, composite, the opposition to come in and take the point back. Yeah. And then it's sort of a coin flip. Yeah. Can Toronto get themselves back into to ship shape and re- recapture or do they start sort of throwing themselves at the wall? Yeah, that does seem to happen often. I don't know if anyone could hear baby forces telling me that my wife is home. But. <laughs> uh, I know Omni could see over my shoulder, but uh, but uh, whether or not it comes through the mic, who knows? You'll find out in post-production. And if you don't hear anything, trust me, it was there. My kid is behind two doors right now. Mm. Yeah, if I, if I could lock my kid behind two doors, um, well, let's just say it probably wouldn't go I'm well. I'm at a point of... of uh, insignificant resistance but eventually yeah but you know taking us into ruins um i i i actually struggled with ruins for a moment because i couldn't understand why the point wasn't getting capped it was like it it was like the team fight the first team fight that would never end um and i actually thought toronto wasn't like they were i thought they had lost it and then they uh, well, I mean, really, the Hisu Ash, mm-hmm. you know, decided to 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 delete a few characters, and then they get the cap. And you know, again, back to your point, we started to see Toronto win subsequent team fights. I mean, it wasn't as dominant as it was on Well, but they were again sort of better coordinated, which then maybe adds up. Uh, in between maps, did they take their headsets off and chat with each yeah, other? Clean them up a little bit. I don't know. Uh, the yeah. Bob was nice here uh, to cap the point for sure. Um, yeah, Toronto, like they cleaned up, right? And, and it seems like mm-hmm. now it's the one and one. And of course, at that point, you're, you're thinking, well, we should have been uh, up 1 0. Um, but a 1 1 is still good. And in Lighthouse, was a little bit different. Right. Like again, he yeah. and, and uh, he was on the ash again, and he popped off, and they get picks. So fights kind of like go even, um, but it's it's weird. Shanghai kind of well, like final... has this weird uh, passive attrition style mm-hmm. that you know doesn't really look flashy, but but it works, right? Because you know this is the evidence. Yeah. Well, I feel that like like the passive attrition, and maybe I might be interpreting what you're saying wrong, but how I sort of view it is that Shanghai is more than willing to trade. Yeah, sure. Like they're they they will they'll they'll continue to trade, and I mean ultimately their idea is that we'll have the last one. Or Where last do you think two. the gap is though? Between like Shanghai to yeah, what Toronto, what allows or? them to do that? Um, like I'm sure they're the better team, I, but but where that lies, because like I, I think it's there, it's it's a confidence in in a plan to execute, right? Like you know, you'll, I'll use Toronto as an example. Mm-hmm. There were a few instances over the course of the three maps that we saw like panic cues, or sure. you know, you might argue, well, if they don't pop it, then when where are they going to? Like on on uh, Lighthouse, um, Hisu is about to be deleted, and so he just throws Bob out, but like. The Bob provided zero value. It's in the wrong side. It's not, you know, anywhere near the point. Like it's not like, you know, Shanghai is, is, is functionally taking it right now. And like, I view that as Bob nine, William Bob nine, but you know, it's, it's, it's the not, not having the confidence to take that reset and trust in your team 
to, you know, buy you that opportunity. Eichenwald, there was a similar instance. I mean, it didn't punish Toronto to the same extent, but, you know, Toronto pops his trance after getting stuck when the defiant are, they're, they're going to take the point. Like he's just, he's going to have the quick respawn. And instead of coming out of it with a trance, right? Mm-hmm. He pops it like they, that trance is not the difference here. I mean, he eventually built up another, but I just feel that when you look at then Shanghai's execution, we don't see those, those mistakes. Like it's, it is the confidence that the plan that we're going to execute. C9 also in that upcoming map. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, we've, um, welcome to how they play in the West. Yeah. It's a it's a key. It's not a bug. It's a feature of uh, Overwatch Two. It right is now. okay. So do you want you want to talk about Eichenwald? I mean, the you know, Toronto lost Ilios. I mean, I think you and yeah. I both agree that was a map that I think they should have right. won. Right. Right. Um, but in going into Eichenwald, you know, Shanghai just came through and decided that they were going to occupy the point. Um. Toronto, I think, did well with the stall. Um, I wasn't entirely keen on the, on the Doomfist pick. I mean, I, I get that, you know, Doom's viable. Um, but a little painful against the Zarya, I guess. Yeah. Right. Like I would have preferred to actually have seen Muse just play Winston on the, on the first point if he's going to, um, you know, go up like, yeah, may, may not be any, as much value, but. One of the things with the the Doomfist is that you're you're no longer able to sort of stand there and take that damage. The yeah. teams have already figured out once you see yeah. him, you know, shield up, you just ignore him because he's he's just he stands there and then you go and you um sojourn him through the the skull, right? Like, yeah. like it, it seemed to work better once they lost the first point and and through the castle where they were able to mm-hmm. you know flip between the high ground and low ground. Uh, very nicely, but then there was that point where they just walked up the stairs and killed everyone. I think that's when uh, Toronto used the bob, <laughs> and Shanghai just ignores the bob and kills everyone else around him, and he's just left standing there shooting at them. Yeah, yeah, but but then there was a, an odd one from Fate. He had the what when he got uh, punted off the yeah, side after uh, blundering a grab as well. That was uh, kind yeah. of painful, and I thought like here's the. You know the 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 turnaround in the map and and Toronto seemed to be back on top in terms of you know momentum and how how I felt about their play and then you know the 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 back cap and I, and I was just thinking wow they're like literally playing all over if Shanghai had like a sombra she would have been all over that payload and and lo and behold <laughs> there's not a sombra but but you know a tracer just sitting there <laughs> it was uh, yeah. yeah painful I. Well, and so this, see again now knowing that they were having comms issues, like the, yeah. I mean Charlie Niners have been happening all season in the West. Um, like it, it's, I feel, but once it is communication based. But I, I actually wonder here: did no one realize that someone needed to, like, not that someone needed to be there, but like thinking someone else was like, oh, like Fate's got it. Or not fake God, sorry, Muse as it. Not that Muse would be on the point, but you know what I mean? Like having that some person back. Like the only person that could even contest and didn't get there in time was Twilight. And why is Twilight close? Well, because as Anna, he's going to sit back. But with the way Eichenwald is structured, uh, your Anna is not the one that you want on that point because it's a sightline healer, right? Like, Plus, you don't want to be anywhere near the low ground. Mm-hmm. I, it was that point where then I felt that Toronto started to sort of not fall apart. Like it wasn't like, a, okay, we're done, but mistakes started mm-hmm. to become more and more apparent. Um, I think they did really well, right? They had, they chewed up the clock, obviously yeah. between the, the gates and the castle. Um, but I mean, Shanghai, even with spawn advantage, Toronto simply couldn't challenge. Yes. Right, like it, and it, 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 they felt reserved or withdrawn. Like maybe now we don't want to make more mistakes, so let's just not do anything. Yeah, yeah. It, it reminds me of another map. I don't remember who it was against, but where uh, Vancouver uh, were getting, you know, picks in the castle, and nothing still worked. Um, I'm always. <laughs> it's funny. Like 
because these are the only uh, maps we really dive deep into and, and take notes. So we're always, you know, comparing Toronto to Vancouver and vice versa. But it seems mm-hmm. like this castle phase is is uh, uh, is really not predictable. And because of the, you know, the big sideline that you have in there, especially when you, you bring in heroes like Sojourn or, or Ash, things can happen really, really fast and, and, you know, get really bad for your team. And even though, like, mm-hmm. it was OT... The fact that they did get it was maybe a little bit demoralizing with the C9 and with yeah. whatever happened before that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, in, you know, the, the, if let's say Shanghai is able to get into Castle without a C9, like they're, I don't think they do. I, I think Toronto holds there sure. if they are more cognizant of, of what's happening. Um, to the payload um, or realizing that maybe someone should stay back there just in case. But the, the, the demoralizing part I think is, is that you you've had now two opportunities to sort of shut things down. Mm-hmm. And when you look at how Toronto performed on their attack, I mean, Toronto did extremely well. well. Like they didn't really get stopped until they got into castle which is generally where the the stops occur right like that that spawn advantage is is so significant yeah. so uh, like I, i'm not again not trying to make excuses but for anyone who says oh shanghai is was the by far the better team you know yeah. they were the better team but i don't think it was such a significant gap it's more of what we get from toronto yeah. they're they're you know, I think what Jordan calls them, they're the, the roller coaster on the gate. Like, you know, there there's highs, there's lows, mm-hmm. they're yeah, inconsistent. It wasn't a role by no means. I think Toronto played pr- as good as they could play, but mm-hmm. they they made those crucial mistakes along the way, right? Mm-hmm. The, 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 the game itself, uh, the, the fights, the, the, you know, 90% of the time they were competing right uh, and then and yeah. that that's the thing but when you come up against a team like that those unforced mistakes they they cost you a bunch so for example when they mm-hmm. pushed so quickly into the castle they played well until chorong for some reason you know used the transcendence when they lost the fight and that would have been very very useful you can't do that against a team like shanghai and that's yeah. I think the difference because well, yeah, the, those the things Twilight's picked in any pop. Yeah, trance. and these things, you know, they happen again and again and again, and then kind of like you know they 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 one mistake leads to another uh, sort of thing, and and that's why, despite the fact that it you know it wasn't, uh, let's just say like it, 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 for a three zero, it felt close, but it, it didn't really also feel that. Toronto is going to win this outside of those, mm-hmm. you know, first maps on the Leos. It was always clear that it's just a matter of time. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, that takes us into Dorado and this wasn't as like, this was a map that the defiant were going to lose. It, it sort of felt mm-hmm. that way. Like, I think they, they had moments of sort of, clarity but shanghai simply continued to push and push and push and all toronto was able to do was act as sort of a a significantly large speed bump along the way (laughs) it was like a a push map where toronto was the you know barricade (laughs) yeah pretty much right yeah yeah they slowed it down a little bit but there were were good uh you know good fights there as well and and there were desperate pushes in OT, and they never give gave up or surrendered, and they put no, up no, a fight, um, which is you know commendable, and that's how you should finish a stage or like a, a match. They still have the losers bracket, which I do. We'll talk about. It. I f- I feel more confident about than going into this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is what it is, and and Shanghai, you know, they get the dub, um, and that's it for for the winners uh, bracket. Yeah, the. So if you're Toronto at this point, right? Like, I mean, the communication issues should presumably be fixed. I'm actually curious because the Toronto match was not the first one of the day. Like, 
what ultimately introduced the issues in the first yeah. place? Um, I don't know if it's a gear issue or what yeah. have you. Like, are they using their own gear? Um, the fact that there's a latency issue, are they using in-game comms? Which, I mean, in the past, I believe they were using like TeamSpeak right. and what have you because that was a sponsor. But if they're using in-game comms um, and there's a latency issue regarding that, I mean, we'll talk more about the setup for for the event uh, in in the fray, but I'd have to think that whatever sort of held them back has to be fixed yeah. um, going into their their match, which will be against the uh, Houston Outlaws. We now know um, the uh, the Outlaws. Um, uh, well, they 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 were able to get past the the mayhem. We'll, you know, mm-hmm. I have to be very clear. They they got through. It wasn't the most dominant three Overwatch <laughs> um, that one might have seen, but they got through. And then uh, Houston got three Overwatch uh, in dominant fashion against the the Los Angeles uh, Gladiators. So that's why they uh, trickled down to uh, to play Toronto. Yeah. I I look at this matchup as you know a very I'm not going to say clear cut win for the defiant, but based on their performance against Shanghai, if they can iron out their inconsistencies, reduce those mistakes, they're better than what Houston can provide. I mean, the doom nerf is unfortunately um, nerf Dante, right? Like he's not going to be dominant. And if you see Dante in on tank, you know, it's doom. Toronto is going to be able to adapt as need be. Um, I, I have a weird take on this. I just wonder what the gap between Shanghai and the Gladiators is. And I'll explain why. Because okay. I think Houston looked really, really bad in this map, uh, in this match against Gladiators. And, and like all of their weaknesses and, every, and everything everybody always says about the Defined, it was there on full display. Like, oh yeah, they're like completely almost you know two-dimensional one-dimensional and this is what you do and this is what you uh how you win but then again gladiators might just be still the best team in the league perhaps who knows they're definitely a a top tier uh team and i don't know if it's just them being much much better or or really it is the fact i think it's a mixture of both and I think that it will ultimately depend on, like you said, the defined. Can they, you know, um, keep it cleaner? If they play on the same level that they showed us that they can play um, against Shanghai, then it's definitely more winnable than it was against Shanghai. But but that's just the thing. I, I don't know if I can trust the defined almost to to well, yeah, play that well. I think that's the key word: trust. Yeah. It. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I did pick uh, when when I did the bracket Toronto to win. Uh, uh, sorry, sorry. I, I picked uh, um, Houston to win. Oh, you hater. No, Sam's yeah. I picked them uh, a 3-2 over to define it. If I did, uh, if I had a chance to flip it, I, I might have flipped it back to Toronto 3-2. I do think it's going to be a, a close matchup. Yeah, I picked it 3-2 for, for Toronto. Um, and you know, we, when we were chatting about it last week for me, it was more of a, the, the heart pick. Yeah, of I, course. I, but yeah, I think you're, you're bang on having seen Houston's performance so far, like the three over the mayhem was not three overwatch against the gladiators. Damn well was. And yeah, it wasn't even close. We saw yeah, the stats like, even <laughs> from like the, uh, you know. Um, matchups between Kevster and Pelican. It was brutal. Yeah. So I, I just, I feel that, you know, if you play the Toronto Defiant, the Toronto Defiant are a better team than the Florida Mayhem. I'm not suggesting a Toronto Defiant at level of the Los Angeles Gladiators, but Houston, I think, is the underdog in this, this matchup. Though there are so many people out there like, oh, well, sucks <sighs> to be Toronto. Houston's going through. I, I, I don't know if I can agree that Houston comes in as the underdog, but I do think they're kind of off the same tier right now. Mm. Uh, so it's a, a bit too close 
to call any team here com- the underdog comfortably, like in my eyes. Hmm. Um, but it's hard to say, really. Yeah. In a unique quirk, if let's say Houston hypothetically were to beat Toronto and go all the way to the grand finals. Oh, that's a, that like, escalated I mean, quickly. It, I'm like, okay, no, okay. I, I can, I can imagine the that finals, in the, the finals. finals. So <laughs> like Houston will have played the maximum number of matches possible, not the grand finals, the final of the midseason match. They okay. would have had to have played the maximum number of matches to get there. If Toronto were to beat Houston and then go all the way to the, the final, they would have actually played one less match than uh, Houston Outlaws did. Interesting. So, like, any all those sort of winners round one winners had to then play two before they went to the losers bracket, whereas two just went straight down and across they go. Sure. Yeah. Hey, I just yeah, they sometimes get really funky. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, I had it locked in last week, 3-2 for the Defiant. As you've said, you're willing to waffle and say that your 3-2 Houston Outlaws pick may go 3-2 Defiant, um, but you've sort of played the best of both worlds, right? Yeah, I'm not confident in any prediction for this match. It's mm-hmm. hard to say. Yeah. Well, uh, time will tell. I mean, we'll be watching this match, uh, obviously, tomorrow, and then we get back together. Well, I won't be here next week. I'm going to pull a Jordan and bug out, but you and Jordan can uh, recap what went on. Definitely. There's at least anyway, it's a good we'll thing take- that there's a single pillar to this thing, you know, keeps it from collapsing. Yeah, I know. Everyone, everyone knows you're the, <laughs> you're the hard carry. You know. uh, we'll take a short break before we dive into the fray. So uh, I wrote yesterday in review because we only had four matches to really talk about. Uh, we've we've talked about kind of two of them, mm-hmm. uh, but the London Spitfire beat the Atlanta Rain three one, um, and really the one the one map that London loses was like the Kai deadlift. Yeah, right? like <laughs> what a great story is, man. I'm envious of London because they they have that you know season where. That I, I think like a team like Vancouver would have fantasized about, about right? Because, yeah. you know, they have everything going against them, the underrated team that overperforms. And then with this uh, energy that they exude by like trash talking and saying, oh, yeah, we're going to beat, you know, Atlanta. They're not any that good anymore. And then just following through with that, it's, it's, yeah. it's a spectacular show. Well, and I mean, and you had like moments, uh, you know, throughout where you had, uh, I think it was like an Eichenwald where uh, Backbone just outright did OG dirty and spawn. Ooh, yeah. Um, like just the perfect sight line and uh, OG ate a handful of orbs. You had, uh, you know, I think it was Backbone like 1v1ing Hawk and coming out clear. Um, and this is Backbone on Zant. Because this is the other thing. Backbone was playing pretty... He didn't come in for a tank. I mean, I don't think Backbone can usurp Hottie. But, uh, I mean, you, ha- you see that go on. Um, Poco got in for Circuit Royale, which uh, was really the only point where the London Spitfire didn't look that dominant. Though I don't quite understand why they chose to go with a vertical sniper map with a Genji. I know that the idea is we'll we use Genji as sort of our dive, yeah. but then... Ah, uh, it just you you know you have your was it brig as well like um it, it, the I guess you're gonna throw a heel pack a mile away and hope that it keeps them up it just did it it almost felt like London was trying to play with their food mm-hmm. but boy oh boy on Coliseo Hawk comes back uh, in and picks the Reinhardt against the Hadi or no Hawk comes in Hadi comes oh. in. And Hawk goes and picks Ryan and they try to mirror. Have we seen a team mirror London and actually come out with a win? I don't think so. At least bringing Gator or something. It was weird. 
I kind of wonder if if they got baited into it in like in game chat or something like that. <laughs> that would like, been great. I mean, I you know the Spitfire they they actually didn't win the first fight, yeah. right? They actually lost, but it had stalled long enough that they were to then able to sort of get themselves back into action pretty darn quick, and then proceeded to like push the barricade. Um, not they they took them a bit to get it up top but you know it's the typical we're going to get it a mile and now we're we're going to play we'll give you the space you can you can bring it back to the middle and we'll just win the fight there mm-hmm. and then force you to continue to do it. it was just so dominant but so fun to watch the uh, uh rest of the uh the evening uh went like this we already know Houston three overwatched the Florida mayhem the uh, Shanghai Dragons beat the Toronto or Toronto, or Toronto defiant 3-0 and the Angel Spark beat the Philadelphia Fusion 3-1 so that's set up with teams picking San Francisco picked first they picked London which I was actually surprised by uh, but breaking news, um, maybe it shouldn't have been a surprise. They beat the London right. Spitfire 3-1. The uh, Glads, they picked Houston. And so we already know that they three <laughs> overwatched pick. Houston. Uh, the uh, And I believe it was Seoul Dynasty then picked next. They picked the Hangzhou Spark, and that uh, meant uh, Dallas was going to get to hang out with the uh, Shanghai Dragons. Sure. And those matches uh, are not quite yet underway, so. No results to, to share at this point. No. Um, the uh, only match that really sort of, I, I mean, outside of watching Sir Toronto Shanghai that I had really any interest in was the Spitfire match. And I have to say it yeah. didn't it disappoint. Delivered. Like outside of it wrecking my uh, Pickham's racket, well, it was enjoyable. <laughs> as of, as of the, you know, end of last night, there were apparently only like 27 perfect brackets left. Yeah, it's impossible. Like, considering that we we're like 10% through, it's just so improbable to get everything right. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I got I got two points out of every match. So mm, I got three from a couple, a zero from one and two. Uh, how many you have total right now? It's still pending for a lot of these, but like right now. It's yeah. So as after it's eight points after last night, yeah, is what I'm sitting at. but, but you know, I, I've gotten another two out of the San Fran London Spitfire matchup. I got uh, three out of the glads um, yeah. beating the outlaws already. <laughs> I have a uh, so. San Francisco winning three, one, but against the rain. So I don't know if I'll get the, the full uh, amount. Yeah, actually, how does that work? I'll, out? I'll tell you if how, how it works once it updates. I remember yeah, when I did know. get the winning team right before, I did get the two points for sure. I just don't know how it addresses. If, yeah, because you wouldn't, there would be, there should be no way you can get the three. If you yeah, 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 on, yeah, exactly. Anyhow. But, uh, I mean, uh, the rest of the matches, we were actually trying to figure this out before we click record uh, that uh, will we'll trickle out are somewhat um, confusing. That is the best way I could describe it. So, like, in uh, here, actually, let me describe this for you. If you go to the Pickham's page right now, uh, or sorry, no, the midseason madness bracket right now, like the actual schedule and refresh, you and I were trying to think, are the Toronto Defiant going to be playing at 5.30 p.m. Pacific, 8.30 p.m. Eastern tomorrow? Will the London Spitfire have been placed as a logo into that space? And the Houston Outlaws have been placed into the uh, last match of the evening, 8.30 p.m. Pacific. Yeah. And so that could mean that Toronto's playing at 8.30, but then why not put Toronto there unless they've now changed their mind and they'll have these lose, you know, winners that lost or winners that. They're still choosing you know. down there. Yeah. I don't think no, so. I, think I mean, that's not how like, bracket. Well, that's the thing is depending on where you look, it's set. And that's why well, like uh, the Overwatch London League. just got placed a, there as well at 5.30 p.m. Yeah, right. This is this is where it starts getting confusing. The Overwatch League really needs to find a partner who operates tournaments. Like they have MLG as part of ATVI, so I don't know why they're not using that platform. Um, but like, make it much clearer and easier to follow. Like, I I, I find it so obtuse that, like, as you and Jordan pointed out, go to the Pickums page to talk schedule because it tends to be clearer. Yes. It shouldn't be. The schedule 
should be clearest. Mm. Anywho. Um, but I did say we were going to talk a little bit about this. The teams had to go to, to Hawaii. And I, last week I had said, okay, I'm, I'm kind of getting sick and tired of people saying, oh my goodness, woe is me. This is a problem, blah, 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 blah. Then I saw the picture of the actual room yeah. that the players were going to play in. And I'm like, what the actual? <laughs> like, like uh, we were joking in RSP Discord about it. And I'm like, you know, that's a step up from if RSP hosted something where I'd have everyone yeah. out in my driveway and in my garage you know, using Wi-Fi. It was better than Even that. Even when we played, like, but, with the Titans at the sports bar, it was, like, a more serious <laughs> setup. Yeah. Like, and I... I, I I cannot for the life of me think that the University of Hawaii Manoa campus or what doesn't have a couple of rooms that they could use or a larger space. Well, like is more there than not one a hotel? room in a building? Like is there not like a hotel like, you know, ballroom or something <laughs> that they could have structured or set up? Like I'm I'm actually now thinking this through a little bit more and it's like, why did they not go and create like a a you know pseudo studio or sort of live venue like you could have had this as sort of a destination event, know. you know, sell some tickets. You wanted it to be in person. It can't be, but could you not have had the next best thing? Um, I get when you have West Plain East, it's sort of a trade-off there. But the see these desks essentially set up in a way that if the two West teams have to play each other, that they're essentially within spitting distance. I saw, like, sorry for butting in, but I saw an amazing yeah. comment on, on Reddit. Someone said, like, oh, if you can interlock your toes with your opponent, then just do it to, to get him to miss. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, it's the next level strats. <laughs> but but that, that would have been possible. Now, they've based on what I think I've seen with the broadcast, they've come to realize that, okay, let's move these desks a little bit further apart. But as far as, like, comms are concerned, may, like – People are like, well, why? How is it the Toronto had issues and they, you know, couldn't talk to each other? I think they might have had to have taken their headsets off to talk to each other or, or what have you. But if it was like a West versus West, that wouldn't have been possible. Um, there was also some conversation, and then this is stuff I'm picking up from like actual team staff. Like, I don't think there's a team out there, save for maybe Toronto, who said, "Yeah, this is great," and it's. I mean, I get it. The Overwatch League is what makes this podcast go. We need it to succeed. Why is it that they continue to do dumb things or despite their best efforts, overlook the obvious? I don't know. Because someone needs to not overlook it. I don't know who was charged with doing this. Maybe the the not, not correct role was assigned to figuring this out. And they thought, well, there's no crowd. Let's just get a room and... and Something was lost in translation to to the people who set this up, because I'm sure it's not like a, a situation where this is the only option that was possible. There's no way. There's no way. Um, oh no, not at all. Yeah, it's just incompetence. I, I don't know on on someone's end. And uh, well, so the thing is, I don't. I'm, I wouldn't necessarily say it's incompetence because incompetence would indicate that someone simply isn't doing their job. I think many people are doing their jobs. They're just not the best people to do the give job. Give us the cheapest room you can give us. I don't know. Well, you know, when we were talking about an RSP Discord, I floated the idea that I'll bet you, to your point, we need a room. Let's throw it in a room. And then what did the person who decided how to set it up uh, look at it? Okay, so from a broadcast perspective, we'd be able to have our camera here and our camera here. And if we put the, ta the tables tight, because you ever been in one of those pictures where the photographer's like, oh, get closer, get closer. Okay, this person down. Okay, get closer. We got to get you in yeah. frame. And I want to, you know, have the rule of thirds. I'll bet you that was the driving force to that initial setup. Perhaps. Wouldn't it be cool to see the two teams together. like, you know, together face to face in a gladiatorial, gladiator style sure. fight? Like, you know, okay, cool. Like I, it's just, you know, one small room, everyone yelling. And oh, by the way, if it's a West versus West, you're going to be playing on ping because our servers are in California. <laughs> and to ensure, you know, fairness, you're, we're going to have a, you know, a ping cap. Uh, I, I just, I don't know. I, I don't know how they solve it. I understand that the pandemic has sort of thrown a, a wrench into things, but it's very difficult when people point out that many other esports leagues have had 
much success hosting live events. And not only that, hosting live events with international competition. Yeah. You know, and I, if anyone were to say, well, they can do it in a Call of Duty. Call of Duty League is different. Overwatch League with that presence in Asia is significantly different what the Call of Duty League has to deal with. Um, but still, I think the annoying part is like, it's not that everything is always like, oh, so perfect and smooth sailing that like, if something like this can happen or it'd be like, you know, oh, well, it happens. But mm-hmm. like, there's always something, right? And yeah. it's just unfortunate. Yeah. It, yeah. But despite best efforts, things just continue to be one after another. And it, it's, it's, it is what it is. And again, to make it very clear, what I said earlier, I want the Overwatch League to succeed. Our podcast exists because of it. But when stuff like this occurs, you know, it's not a good look when you have pretty much every one of your, your casters on the contract taking shots at it. You've got your own players taking shots at it. You've got staff and coaches and GMs taking shots at it. You know, and these are the people who, first of who all, care, right? Yeah, and I mean, first of all, you need to sit down and explain to them you do realize that you're you're actually trashing and 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 ultimately throwing fuel on a fire. The thing that actually makes this all happen. I mean, it's not that it's not unclear that there's a problem. Um, I think it's just maybe that's just the ecosystem and that's something I'll never get accustomed to. Anywho. Um Moving on, uh, the Royal Knight Mercy skin is live for 200 tokens. It's actually a pretty nice skin. Oh, yeah, I, I um, already got it. I'm logging I in, and I have so many points that I never used. Yeah, well, now you did 200. And then I saw a note in that post, they're also going to be having some uh, uh, remix skins available post-Mid-Season Madness. Hmm. So like in that what those will look like, I had? do not know. Well, no, so... The way I'm interpreting it is that it's going to be some more 200 token skins. Oh, okay. But I, again, I could be, I could have misread. So, and, uh, the Overwatch 2 beta, it's over again. Ouch. I got in, I, I got to play got some in, flex support. Got out. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, so the more I play Overwatch 2, I like the 5v5. I like, I, it feels fun. There's just not a whole lot of CC, you know, there, everything that we have talked about previously. I didn't have an opportunity to play Junker Queen because the queues were just abhorrent when I, when I finally got the opportunity. Um, I tried to go in to, um, whatever that mode was that would have allowed me to, but yeah, all the new heroes were a hard lock and, I'd get in as like number five. So I'm like, ah, cool. I'll play with someone I kind of know. Um, that's why I kind of wish in the beta, they had a mystery heroes, but I do know in the matter of collecting data that throws the data out the door. (laughs) Hey, look, there's five junker Queens. She was difficult to drop. Yes. Like I, and I, I maybe don't quite understand the moment as to which you should pour your damage into her. But like, I remember on, I can't remember what particular map it was. I hit her. I slept her. She was full health. I slept her. Um, I then dropped a pot on her. Our Zen discorded her. <laughs> so Damn. no heals, damage amplification. And she still cut through our, I think we had a road hog at that point. Um, Maybe and that then, was the issue. Maybe ignored our DPS and came into the back line and dropped Zen first. I was able to escape because my sleep had cooled down, had finally worn off, but my sleep was to run. And then what happens? She's full health again. Cause their support, like I, I saw far too many matches where the junker queen on the opposition team was just alive forever. And I can't say I actually saw too many instances when my team picked her. Well, that's why they call her the queen. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but no, I, I also had some difficulty with the Moira, you know, or, new orb, the enfeebling or orb as it's called in game. Oh, that, that doesn't feel good to play against that. Well, enfeebles my fun. 
Well, it's, yeah. I mean, the fact that it hits you and for four seconds you do nothing. Yeah. Right. Like, but having gotten used to the purple ball of suck, this one is like you, you need, you know, it's, it's like firing a sim orb really. But unlike Sim, who can toss a few of them, I get to toss one. Yeah. One thing I did note, if the cooldown isn't active, and I don't know how hard it would be to build this in the game, the arm should drop. Because now that the yellow ball and the purple ball are separate, it's difficult managing which cooldown is what visually with both arms up there because they look like they're ready to go. But I get beta. Maybe it's something that's in the works. Yeah, it feels like um, it's an idea that came off the spreadsheets and didn't have the proper amount of time to be realized. But it is the beta, so uh, it is definitely not the final look of this. Yeah, I um, I wonder if do you think they would they would revert to the to the previous uh, iteration. Yeah. Mm, it's hard to say. I think it's more of like a, a balancing thing now with the with the numbers. Well, but the thing is, if they keep it, like but, in the hands of someone who's who's very capable with yeah. it, it's definitely needing a nerf. But with to me, someone who's not as enabled with it, it's it's a Moira pick is going to be a very <sighs> difficult anchor to carry because the heal output is just not the same as it once was. I, so, I don't know. Where's the true I value? I think when we we brought this up last episode, I was confused and I'm still confused about what is this for? What what problem is it solving with Moira? Like why was this changed? And 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 to 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 this extent, right? Mm-hmm. Like she did get she had her niche. She saw um, pro playtime as well. I'm not really sure if she needed this much of an overhaul. To me, it was essentially like a knee-jerk reaction to people begging them to do something with supports and how brutal uh, queues are and, and how unfun it is to have uh, no overhaul supports or no new heroes. And then they, you know, added this guardian angel thing that, you know, um, kind of went up and down. See what I did there with the pun. <laughs> and then part of that was also introducing something uh, weird to Moira just to appease the horde of, of fans. And I don't think it really achieved anything uh, positive. But that's my take. Yeah. I, I you, you, you could be right. Um, it's just that... <laughs> I don't know the if that changes what was necessary in any shape to put attention on support. Yeah. Like you, you ultimately rework hero is what was needed. Like full on to to attract attention. Well they tried, I guess, in this to to make it look or feel like a rework, but it's just not I great. mean, well no, I mean it was it was like a partial partial adjustment of a kit. And, and it felt like a, a bit more than that, though. No, like with the well, new graphic and this enfeeblement that never was a part. Yeah, no, I mean, sure, okay, maybe I'm selling a little bit short, but like it didn't change queue times. Um, the no. use of Moira, I mean, I, I didn't see a whole lot of it in the very short amount of time that I got to play the bait outside of the few times I picked her. Um, I did ha- go up against actually a once and got to learn what the uh, enfeeblement orb can do to one. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I, um, I don't know. Give us the Fox, yeah. which apparently the, uh, the string of characters uh, that uh, showed up when the uh, beta shut down, if you put into like a base 64 translator or whatever um, comes out to be, what does the Fox say? Really? Although, I mean, I, I'm, I, I'm trusting the internet and the internet never lies. Never. Never. But here we are at the end of a show. Um, we've got the Toronto Defiant to watch against the Houston Outlaws, uh, we think. Um, and I have doubts now based on what the Overwatch League schedule is doing. Um, you and uh, Jordan will be back next week uh, in my absence to uh, talk more about what uh, has transpired over the course mm-hmm. of the rest of the week. 
We'll then have some time off. The show will keep going, but the league won't because it's not going to kick back off until the middle of August. We take it a little bit more serious than the Overwatch League does. So That's true. That is true. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, what final words of wisdom do you have for everyone uh, this week? Yeah, so well, uh, when I saw this uh, new skin from Mercy, like to commemorate it, I went and read about a little bit uh, about the Middle Ages a little bit. And uh, finally, I learned why they had the Dark Ages during that specific period. You know why? Why? Well, there were a lot more knights back then. (laughs) (laughs) Man, that's so much better than the one I'm just Oh, you see, I stepped into your ring and I gave you a... Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I was going to say, you know, what happened to the... Frog's car uh, when it got a parking ticket. Mm. It, oh, I, I know. It got towed. It got ah. towed away. <laughs> I finally got one. Anyhow. That's my first one, actually. I'm very proud of myself. <laughs> uh, well, again, if you find that person who took my <laughs> office, I still want to have a word with them. <laughs> Uh, Jordan, I'm sure, would have something witty to say, too. But he's not here. He is uh, stuck somewhere. Who knows where? With or without luggage. I don't know. But uh, he will hopefully be back next week. Otherwise, uh, congratulations. Uh, solo show, the Omni Deadlift. Or maybe uh, it'll just be the luggage that returns, and I'll have to talk to, like, a Samsonite suitcase. And, yeah. 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 Well, if it <laughs> might have better, you know, better takes than uh, I have, I mean, maybe bring them back. Maybe it won't, but, you know, uh, be as delusional about the defined as you are. We'll see. Yeah, true, 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 true. <laughs> um, if you think I am too delusional of the defiant, uh, let us know in RSP Discord, discord.io slash ready set pwn, or alternatively follow us on Twitter at ready set pwn, facebook.com slash ready set pwn, and our entire back catalog of episodes at ready set pwn.com. So on behalf of Omni at Omni Strife, myself, Chris at Lightforce, and the Missing in Action, somewhere out east, Jordan at Sir Dr. GM, signing off this episode with Catchphrase. Thank you.